And we're back. Thanks for joining us again on the Coruscant Nights podcast. We're happy to have you here. My name is Cooper, and alongside me, as always, is Mark. Hello there. And Jack. Hello. Oh, that was a really bad impression on my behalf this time. <laughs> That's all right. You've you've had um some good ones over I the think last I, couple weeks. I think at this point I've just started saying hello there and just stopped impersonating. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably. Um, how are you doing today, Mark? You doing good? I'm doing rather well today, thank you, Cooper. How are you? That's good. I'm doing well. I'm doing really well. I'm excited to um get this episode underway. Oh, my. what a fantastic yeah. movie we're talking about today. Yeah, Jack, how are you doing today? Yeah, look, not feeling too great, but I'm still participating, which is which is always good. But I'll soldiering pop, on. Pop out. No, that that's fine. Um, completely understand. Um, hope you feel better. Yeah, I hope you do feel better. And thank you for joining us. So we appreciate wait. it. We're talking about Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Probably universally recognized as a great Star Wars film. We'll Absolutely. get into that a little bit later. Some great anecdotes about this one. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, just a quick note. If you aren't following us on Instagram, please go follow us. We um, post updates about the podcast and other behind-the-scenes stuff. Um, so definitely go check it out. Our uh, link to our Patreon is also there. So if you want to go check out our Patreon, you can find it via the link in our Instagram bio. Another thing, if you're watching on YouTube, please hit the subscribe button. Um, not only do we upload these podcasts weekly, but we also do polls. That's a great chance to interact with us and interact with the community. Um, we post uh, some different sort of questions. I think this week it was about the uh, Ahsoka trailer, the recent one, and what we thought yeah, of it. A little teaser. Yeah. Actually, just quickly, what did you guys think of that? Uh, not much because it was basically what we already had, just a shorter version with about one or two new scenes. Yeah. I think the thing is, though, with those, it would it would be okay if we already had a full main trailer, which we haven't. Yeah. It felt a bit weird. Like, they almost yeah. need to release it. Yeah. Well, I'm sure we'll be getting a main trailer soon enough. Mm-hmm. Um. But, but we those won't polls, be... the polls we do, they are fun. They, they are, are fun. Interesting, they're a bit, interesting they're a bit and opinionated questions. Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. Okay. Rogue One, a Star Wars story, guys. Um, Generally pretty enjoyed by like the Star Wars community. It I was don't directed... think I know anyone who doesn't like it, to be honest. Well, that's what I was about to say. I don't think... Yeah, I don't think there's that many that don't like it. I think those that don't like it don't like that it's kind of away from the main Star Wars plot, if that makes sense. Well, you see, you know what I say to those people? I say, what are the sequels? This is a lot closer to the sequel. This is a lot closer to the originals than the sequels. Mark, I thought we were going to go an episode without this. Jack, do you agree? But I'm not saying anything. We'll you know what? You're gonna... you know, I'm so disappointed that it came this early. Because <laughs> we almost went all of solo without it, and Jack stuffed it up, and now. <laughs> all right. Well, you know what? It has to be mentioned at least once a week. Mm. Does it? Does yeah. it really? <laughs> it does. Oh. Well, I don't approve of that. Well, I can't wait for you to have your opportunity for three mm. weeks in the oh. future. Well, I only need two weeks, so I'm not defending the Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> anyway, that's neither here nor there. Let's get on with it. So, Rogue One, directed by Gareth Edwards, first-time director in the Star Wars universe. It was written by John Knoll. Oh, no, sorry. The story was by John Knoll and Gary Witter. 
The screenplay was by Chris Wheats and Tony Gilroy. Does that name sound familiar? Certainly does. Yep. And stars Felicity Jones, Diego Luna, and everyone's favorite, Ben Mendelsohn. Yep. What a legend. Yeah. One of my favorite characters is Director Krennic. Good. We'll get into that a little bit later. We will. We'll start with some facts. This is kind of a bit new. This is stuff that I'm interested to see if you guys uh, knew or it's surprising to you. Okay. So this movie was originally meant to be a single episode um, in an unreleased show called Star Wars Underworld. Now, I don't know if you know, but on YouTube, there was a 10-minute clip released of uh, the first episode of Underworld. Um, it never ended up, like, being produced, but... Um, long script. I, I can't remember if it's the one with the long script, but it was, like, in the Coruscant Underworld. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, is that the one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, it was meant to be... I did not be, know that. It was meant to be an episode for that, so like stealing the Death Star plans and explaining. George Lucas's idea, like ideas. I can't remember. remember. I'd like to watch the video again just to, um, you know, check it out. But um, yeah, I can't remember. Okay. Um, That's interesting. Gareth, yeah, it is interesting. Gareth Edwards, initially, and this is something we we're talking about um, before we started recording. He initially had all of the characters surviving the movie, but then Disney did a reverse psychology thing and allowed all the characters to die. They said, oh, yeah, wow. that's okay. Well, yes. You see, they did allow. I'm not surprised really by that. Really? Yeah, really. Okay. I'm well, sorry. I just, I thought. Disney you know, likes to end Disney's characters. got a reputation. Yeah, for ending characters. Oh, I thought it was for not, not killing characters. No. Oh, okay. Oh. Not killing main characters. Did you say that Disney told him to kill him off, essentially? No. Th- um, or did I get it the wrong way around? I think you got that. So, Edwards ha- had everyone surviving because that's what he thought Disney would want. But then Disney's like, no, no, you can just kill him. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, yeah. he did it because he thought that. Okay. Yeah, that's, I thought yeah. you were saying he wanted them all to survive, and then Disney told him to not allow that. No, 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 no. Um, Tony Gilroy, who we know, he was only involved in the reshoots, but he was um, credited as a uh, director, which is kind of cool. Um, oh, yes, this is interesting. What do you guys reckon the title means? What do you reckon Rogue One refers to? Well, literally speaking... It- it's the code name of the ship that they used. Mm. But, yeah. No, oh, well. No. Gareth Edwards provided three different interpretations. interpretations. The first one, a military sign, like what you were saying, the code name, Rogue One. Yeah. The film's place in the series, being the only standalone film at the time, being the Rogue One. Yeah, that's cool, that's cool. And also, oh, okay. what I think the title definitely refers to uh, it refers to Jin and her personality being kind of Rogue. someone who's always supposed to be a rebel. Always yeah, that, that's kind of... I kind of thought of it like that way, but not specifically about Jin. Yeah. Because mm. I think Rogue Jin, <laughs> like Rogue One, that's what someone's trying to say, I guess, if you're putting it into that one. Well, I feel like it's the Rogue One. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Here's an interesting uh, thing. Tatiana Maslany 
and Rooney Mara. Do you guys know those actresses? Yeah. Don't don't think I do know. Tatiana yeah. Maslana play uh plays Maslani, sorry, plays uh She Hulk. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah. yeah. They were um originally meant to be cast as Jin. Mm, that's interesting. Jones. Yeah. Uh the Scarif scenes were shot in the Maldives and in London, which I thought was neat. Um and last thing, how cool is this? Rogue One was promoted during Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. <laughs> simply because of the, the title. <laughs> that's funny. Which I thought was pretty neat, yeah. And another great fact that is well known that needs to be mentioned. The great Australian villain of the film. Director Krennic. Yeah. Yep. What about just, him? just he's Australian. Well, do you have too big of a crush on him there? <laughs> No, just because, like, it's Australian. How often do you see them in, in Star Wars? Yeah, ben Mendelsohn is, like, in every single thing ever. Uh, I wouldn't say that. He's in quite yeah. a few stuff. He's in Batman. He's in uh, Ready Player One. He's in this. I didn't know he was in Ready Player One. He's a villain in that movie. So I've only seen that once. Yeah. yeah. He's in a few other stuff, too. He just pops up. But, but good actor. He's in the... Um, uh, the the darkest hour plays King George. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know him from that many things, unfortunately. Oh, uh, damn! I know. I need to watch more of more of his films. Yeah. Okay, shall we get to positives and negatives? The best part of the the episode. What about our uh, great little anecdote? Should we start there first? Oh yeah, I completely forgot about that. Mark, do you want to yes. explain? Sure, it was. Well, a while ago now, it was before Andor came out, IMAX in, was it just in Melbourne or was it everywhere? It was Melbourne. Uh, I think it might have been, I don't know, that's a good question. Either way, we went, we saw it, we saw a re-release of Rogue One in IMAX in Melbourne and uh, we got to see a sneak peek of the new Andor show and we were all very excited and we were hoping and from what we saw... It looked like it was going to be a good show compared to some of the other things we've had. And thankfully, we were correct. <laughs> One of the best shows we've ever seen in Star Wars. Yeah. I think um, I think what was quite interesting is that they showed us the Andor preview. Well, actually, first of all, they said it was going to be a 10-minute preview of Andor. And I thought, okay, cool. But like six minutes of it was interviews with... Yeah, that's true. And it was only like three minutes and it was a split up clip of the third episode. Yeah, I was going to say that surprised me when we saw the show because I thought it would be like we would see like the start of the show. Yeah. But it wasn't until, yeah, like you said, the third episode I think that clip was from. Yeah. But also I thought thought that was going to be exclusive for it, but then it was like released at the same time basically on YouTube. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, it was a good experience uh, regardless. Yeah. Disney made the poor choice. They interviewed us, but they decided not to use it for their promotion. Well, they did want to interview us. They they did interview Mark and Jack. Uh, I did not partake in that for some stupid reason that I can't remember. Technical issues. Yeah, technical issues. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I mean, that was a good experience for them. They definitely uh, had a couple of shots at Disney. But That's um, yeah, you've got proto Coruscant nights there. Yeah, if you um 
have a go at saying, oh, it wasn't really having a go. It was just saying, is Rogue One is definitely the best Disney Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, and the Andor looks like it should be good compared to what we have. What we yeah. had before. I Yeah, I think that was a diss at the sequels, and I don't think they appreciate because the one appreciated because the ones that they chose to pull on the thing was all like the most outrageous, over the top like yeah. responses. Yeah. Like one yeah. of them was like, "Oh my gosh, Andor looks so looks so good." You know, it's amazing. Can't wait. I was I was like, guys, what? We saw yeah, that. exactly. Like not even ten. Like have what? some have some honest opinion, Reggie. Yeah, everyone's just wants to get on on media so badly that they'll just. Say anything, Almost, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> so, why this is relevant? Not only because we're talking about Rogue One today, but that kind of was the uh, the inspiring uh, force to for us to create the podcast. Yeah, because we are very much opinionated and not afraid to share our opinions, no matter what anyone else thinks. Uh, we will say, <laughs> we'll say whatever. I will defend the sequels. I do not care. Most of the sequels. I'll defend two of the sequels. I do not care. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so that's uh, how we, how we kind of came about. And that's another fun fact for a little fact section. That is another, yeah. Very good. Okay. Does anyone want to add anything else before we get into positives and negatives? No? I don't believe so. I no? think you already said, didn't you, that you'll be uh, quoting some of those oh, fantastic yeah. little photos and videos from that night yeah. onto... Instagram, so go yeah, check definitely. it out. We got a couple photos with uh, some uh, Death Troopers, which was quite neat. Uh, very cool. In fact, didn't one of us make it our profile picture on Insta- uh, Instagram? I think I might have. I don't know. No, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Okay. Now, we're going to revert back to positives first because we've done negatives like three weeks in a row. <laughs> Does anyone want to start? And you know what? There's a great idea because there's hardly any negatives. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Um, does anyone want to start or do you want me to start? I'll start broadly and then I'll add on to the more specific things you guys say. And that is almost everything about this movie. The writing, the acting, the action, the story. It's just all great. The characters. I can't find much that I don't like about it. Yeah, that yeah. sums it up really well. <laughs> that's a great summary. Um, anything specific or? Uh, Vader is cool. Uh, Tarkin and, and Krennic are cool. The, all the villains really are really good in this movie. Uh, yeah. The heroes. Wow. Very, <laughs> very generic. Very I generic. Just add a few specific scenes or bits I like. I really love the whole um final bit of the movie with um the Battle of Scarif and mm-hmm. base battles on the top with the stuff that's happening on the ground. I think we rarely get to see not rarely, but we don't get to see often um kind of large scale warfare that doesn't involve like Jedi's. So it's it's that's good. True. Yeah, it's good to see it happen in this movie. And we don't get much beach beachy kind of you know, yeah. chill vibes. It's always your background. Uh, yeah, like this is a large scale battle in in bright light. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, that I think that was really good as well. The lighting yeah. in that scene, like it's like you say, it's not often you see you know a battle on a tropical bright area. Yeah, I don't know. It's just you know, we we would normally get the desert sands of of Tatooine or Hoth, mm. so snow in Hoth. 
yeah, I think it just feels more real <laughs> in a more realistic. That's something that you see when you go to like different places in the world, kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Mm. And then yeah, like I just was thinking about as well, crate as well. Yep. Just an open landscape. Like this is a really cool. Like you know, the the rebels hiding in the trees and that sort of mm. thing. Like not, it's not just two lines going towards each other essentially. Yeah, it's good. So, uh, so that scene in particular in a planet, and I really like the um. Also, oh, I forgot the planet name um, where they bombed the... Edu. Yeah, I liked Edu because it reminded me of a mixture of, like, multiple planets in one. Mm. Like, Camino, Rain. Yeah. Um, the the planet in Solo where they were doing the train heist. Oh, yeah. Vandor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of, like, the mountainous uh, bits. And it also just reminds you of... um. I know it's kind of generic, but it reminds you of every basic, but um, basic, basic imperial base kind of thing too. Yeah, it had that kind of vibe to it, like that you've maybe seen in the Clone Wars before, even you know. But I just, I don't know, I just like how dark and it made it feel a bit more. How do I not 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 um, yeah, gritty, gritty. That's the word. Gritty. Yeah, That's and you know, yeah, you saying cool. that just made me think of a great contrast as well because you mentioned. The light of Scarif and the mm. dark of Edu. So that's a good. No, why? Maybe because Edu, they were they still had the the empire was still the in kind of control because at that point they still had um, Mads Mikkelsen's character alive, Galen, mm. and um, the darkness. You know, maybe it represented what they're there to do. And then Scarif, they're getting the plan. So that ho- that beam of hope. Maybe. Yes, exactly. Mm. Beam of hope. Hmm. You never know. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Those two in particular. That's a good take, Jack. Good job. I like it. In those particular scenes and um, environments, just yeah, really resonate with me when I think of Rogue One. So it's good. Mm. I'll just add quickly, um, and just to two of your points. First of all, I think that the the actual warfare we get is the best looking Rebels versus Empire we've ever gotten. Yeah. And it's it's a very convincing um, battle. It's not like just fight, like ships fighting ships and whatever. There's a plan, and some of the tactics are fantastic. Um, and just it feels very uh, in, entrancing. Yeah. Word? It keeps you yeah. on the edge of your seat. It does. And the other point I was just going to make quickly is actually, it's about Scarif. It's the Empire's base on Scarif. How cool is the design of the base? This yeah. massive big spire with a satellite on top, and then that just branches out into different things like a web uh, to, the, to the to the platforms. Cool. That's so cool, and it's all in this like very warm and inviting tropical environment. I just I don't know why I just I love it so much. I also want to add to that actually because I didn't think of it before, but I think the stormtroopers in this movie was probably more of a threat than um yeah. the stormtroopers. Other movies such as sequels, which they just get ran through basically. Well, I know they're not stormtroopers; they're first world troopers, but it's the same deal. Um, but yeah, the stormtroopers in this one actually felt like they were a threat to the like our main characters. I think the issue that a lot of the Star Wars films has is that these stormtroopers are powerful. Like I know they miss a lot, but they're also versing like Jedi's most of the time. Yeah, you know what I mean, and like Chewbacca and, and like. People who have had experience, like they don't just verse random. You don't get to see them verse just random rebel, 
like battalion much. And when yeah, they, that's, that's a good point. This movie, they they are imposing threat, and they need they need strategic um, strategies. They can't just go in there, yeah, mow down them because I have force abilities or something. You know what I mean? And the rebels really struggle on Scarif, especially. It shows that they actually yeah. are a bit of a threat, which I yeah. Not, I but hate even, it. Yeah. Even okay. with like the ego of stormtroopers, you see in Andor, there's that one scene on Neomos where Andor's trying to argue back with a with a sand trooper who's just oh, yeah. like he's walked into him and he's like, I'm doing nothing wrong. Oh, you look suspicious. It's like they've got so much authority and power. Yeah. Um and it I definitely think it's reflected in this film as well. Three the three as the three times that it resonates with stormtroopers being powerful is obviously Rogue One, Andor, because they're both and also, this is a hot take, but um, even Han Solo, even like that bit at the start, oh, yeah. with, um, with the the Imperial Guards and just how like you know authoritative they were. And I like that you mentioned that scene from Andor Cooper because I don't think I've ever been afraid of a single stormtrooper until that scene. That's it. You just because they're so unpredictable. K two. Yeah, like you, you see your stormtrooper and you're like, oh, this will be easy, mm. but. It's one single stormtrooper, and you're actually kind of afraid of what's going to happen. Yeah, because Andor's such a grander character, they too. That's why it works. Yeah, you know, like if it was any other force wielding, they would just force them and run away. You know, yeah. <laughs> For example, yeah. I guess you know, you wouldn't you wouldn't worry about one single stormtrooper. No. Yeah. No. So yeah, it's good. Do you have anything else to add, or is that about it? Uh, until you you go off your lists. We'll see what yeah. you what you have. Oh, yeah, um, we'll I'm see ready. if we can add on to them. <laughs> First of all, this I didn't put this as a positive, but since we're talking about Scarif, I thought the whole Jetta sequence was fantastic. Yeah, the like the with the um like moving Jetta through city. the city, Jetta City, yeah, moving through the city, and just even the Imperial presence there, and they've got this big um star destroyer above them. It's like blocking their view of what's going on, so the people are like, oh. What's going on? And, and that's another great example of of the battle scenes because that bit with the rebels against that tank thing that they're stealing stuff from, like, they, you know, people say the rebels are terrorists, especially Saul Guerrero's rebels, and you really get that sense I'd say in this one because they're not afraid of, um, you know, what do you call it, like killing civilians, collateral damage. Mm-hmm. They're not afraid of that really. And, I like the attention to detail, like the like even the rebels' formation in an L shape to block off the tank from going any further down the street, and then closing in behind. Like, yeah, just it's these little touches that make this movie so good. I didn't actually notice that. I've got some hot takes that I'll mention later in the negatives. I do agree with you on the planet. I I like. I think my favorite bit of the planet is not the planet itself because I think it's just generically. Like sandy, apart from another desert. Yeah. yeah. However, this is what makes the planet for me is the cinematography in that planet was definitely probably the best. Like, it, like scary cinematography looked alright, but nothing like seeing an Imperial Star Destroyer over a city, and then even seeing the fallen Jedi statues. You know, in in this in the sand. That's true. Yeah, yeah. This the temple, and and when the Death Star hit the hit the city, I think it's visually the best. Um, sequence for the movie I think mm. that's what carries it I've always been curious about what the actual like why the Jedi statues are on the ground and everything I think it was a Jedi temple old Jedi temple place. yeah well, I think it was 
I think so as well, but there's a new High Republic novel out that is about the Battle of Jeddah. So I'm assuming something went down there. It was a Battle of Jeddah, yeah, I heard about that apparently yeah, too. Yeah, so I'm excited to read that when I can get my book uh, hands on it. So, <laughs> Okay, now I'll get into my actual positives. Let's go. All right, I thought the story was phenomenal, we've already touched on that. Mm-hmm. But one thing that I don't think we have touched on yet is uh, the characters, and in particular, I think the balance of characters is really good. Yeah. You get just the right amount of everyone to care enough about them. And they mm-hmm. each have an impact to the story. Even Bodhi, who's just like pretty much the plot device to move the story forward. He gets a redeeming thing in the end. He's always like, he's kind of got that timid quality about him. But he's trying to be brave and inspiring. And he goes out and sacrifices himself to be able to, you know, create a connection between uh, the fleet above and the ground forces. Yeah, An underrated actor too, by the way. Riz, I mean, mm-hmm. he's oh, yeah. really he, good. he did a really good job. As did all the others. He's in so many different properties. Like, I kid you not, I will watch a random movie, boom, he's there. It's, I don't know what it is. He just re- he's, he's in, like, four, four or five off the top of my head that are just, like, not connected to each other, like, random. I can't say I've seen him in much else. He was. He's also, I'm pretty sure, he's Venom's bad guy, was it? Where's I'm in? Could he? The first one? No. I don't know. But he's also in... Um, in uh, what? No, no, not prisons. Um, Nightcrawler with Jake Gyllenhaal. So yeah. Okay. All right. Definitely. Nice. Haven't seen that. No, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, we kind of already touched on like the action. I thought it was great. I thought it did a really good job at um, uh, just conveying the 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 tension and the grittiness yeah. between between the Empire and the Rebels. Because at this stage, we're kind of getting it in Andor where it's building to be that big conflict, kind of having yeah. moments where it's getting uh, like raising the stakes, but now it's kind of like the Rebels can go, like, face-to-face with the Empire and, like, win. So... Yes. um, The actual civil war, the actual galactic civil war. Yes. Another thing we didn't touch on, and this is something we've touched on quite a bit, actually, over the last... over all the rewatches, I think the music is incredible. Mm. Jin's theme, which is played... um, as I think that as they're heading to Jeddah, um, oh, I wish I could play it, but the microphone won't do that. Anyway, um, love Jin's theme; it's fantastic. Set pieces and cinematography. I think I've already touched on that. Jeddah and Scarif are fantastic, and then acting across the board, it's fantastic. At first, my first couple of watches of um, Rogue One, and this is probably going to make you guys like dislike me. I thought Diego Luna's acting was a bit off, but now that I've seen him continue it into Andor, I think I've grown to understand it. And you get it what and he's like going it. for. Yep. I agree with and you. And he's, he's a very broken man. So Yes, he is. I, I agree with you on the acting, though. I think I think it's maybe... Um, I don't know if he's a um, he's been in a lot of stuff before... Rogue One? No, I don't think so. I think he's still pretty new, though. If in my, he just gives me that new kind of feeling, which is kind of really good for the character because he's not a perfect character. You know what I mean? Mm. It's not like if he was playing a Jedi, I think it'd be a bit different. You know what I mean? Yeah, mm. I think it's really his character's perfect for for how he does it. So I agree. Okay. Yeah. Um. Also, shout out to Ben Mendelsohn, who does fantastic as Krennic. Also. 
There's a lot of lines, like one-liners as well that I think are really good. Yeah, I've got a couple of them in the quote section a bit later. I'm waiting for Mark to say um, Krennic. I'm thinking of one Krennic line, and I reckon reckon he's going to say it. My, I think he, I think I know which one you mean, favorite. but I'll wait until Cooper gets to the court. Right now, say yeah, your go favorite, now, go now. Say your favorite doc, um, Doctor Cranny, yeah, <laughs> Doctor Cranny line, and if it's the one I'm thinking of, unreal. And do an impression. Yeah. <laughs> God, you put me on the spot here. What, what are we blind? Deploy the garrison. <laughs> no, it's, that's no. not the one you're thinking of. What? What? It, that one is that one is second, but I was gonna say um. Oh wait, I think I know which one you mean. I think maybe. I've forgotten it now. Damn, I had it in my head. You made me. Th- we stand here answer. on my yep. achievement, not yours. Not yours. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. I don't think I wrote that down. Yeah. All right, I'll make sure to say it later. Um, I was also just gonna say Felicity Jones does an amazing job as Jin. I don't know how she is able to act so well in this movie, but. Like Andor, she's very broken as well as a person. And you can see that once she kind of has this spark to do the right thing, it kind of changes who she is. And you can literally see it. It's when, as soon as she sees her, like Galen or so on the hologram, her just her mindset shifts and you can see it in her face. And she, even Jeez. as she's on the ship flying out of the dust storm and back to the rebel base or wherever it was, just her face almost lifts. It's a little bit more positive. Yeah. So I think that's quite quite good acting. She zones out. It's like she's talking to Saw Guerrero and then she sees the hologram and she just zones out completely. Yeah. That's all my positives. I do have a couple of negatives that I'll get to later, but I'll let you guys go first because I've been talking for a bit. So who wants to go first with the negatives? I well, don't really have any specifics. So if there's anything you say that I agree with, I'll add on to it. All right, Jack, go. Very controversial, so I think I'll go last. Just to... oh damn, okay, all right. It wouldn't Looks be like a, we're circling back to me. Yeah, podcast no. without something controversial. Yeah, I think it's Always. normally I would go Cooper, like at yeah. this point, but I think, yeah, I, I think you guys might know a few already, but it's 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 definitely going to be not agreed upon by you two. So I feel like we just go to the more agreed upon negative. Okay. All right, okay. Ooh. Yeah, I'm excited now. Excited. All right. My negatives. First one, I thought the CGI of Tarkin and Leia was awful. They yep. look like video game characters. Well, I I don't know if I'd say they looked awful, but I think just generally I don't particularly agree with doing that sort of thing. Like Leia's the... CGI and Rise Leia. of Skywalker looked fine, and so does Luke. Luke's got yep. Luke's um. Well, CGI see, that's looks the fine. thing. Like Luke as well in Boba Fett. Like I personally just I don't think I agree with that sort of de aging or whatever you Luke call it. Amazing in Boba Fett. I think if they're gonna do something like that, and it did look good, I just don't think I, I don't think I like the idea of it. I think if they're gonna do it, they should just recast. And I did see the other day, Mark Hamill pretty much said he's done with Star Wars now, and if they really want to do something with Luke then recast. That's not a good idea though. I feel like I don't think it's I don't think they should recast him, but I don't also think they should do the de-aging thing. So either leave it be or if they have to do it then recast. Well, I feel like we haven't had enough I know like we've had so much Luke, but I don't think he's we haven't had proper Luke aside from like a few times, you know what I mean? Like no offense Cooper. I know you like the last Jedi, but I no 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 it's not no, no, I, get what you mean. Jack. I think the Luke character now is sure some people might like the way he he was treated in that but i think a lot of the fans too just need to see more 
Luke in his prime. We didn't yeah, get Yeah, which we saw for a little bit in episode six. Yeah. When we... he was a true Jedi. Yeah, and no, we also saw it in Boba Fett and Mando. We saw it with Oh that. yeah, but I guess we did, but you know. It's just I think his story's is done. His story's done. Like he's got his arc. But I think we need some filler actual just just to please fans because oh, they could you know they you know what they could do they could do an animation like a Clone Wars style thing yeah yeah I, I would be happy with that to be fair I would be happy with the Clone Wars style animation I yeah miss, same yeah this that style maybe of him setting up a new Jedi Order or something yeah that'd be cool well we're getting teasers of that we got teasers of that in Mando and Boba Fett so hmm. it's not yeah completely impossible and it should be done by Dave and and probably John as well. But Dave mainly. Yeah, after that season three Mando, I'm not sure about. <clears throat> oh, no, I'm getting John still right. All right, this next one's a nitpick. Yeah, there is that crying kid on Jeddah when they're attacking the tank. Oh yeah, I don't know if you remember her. She's like a tiny little girl, yeah, and she's I do. crying. Mm-hmm. It's the most generic cry I've ever heard in my life. And oh, Jin goes and out to save her and bring her back. Why do you need that? Why? That doesn't to add show, anything to the to story. To show the effects of war on the youth. And Jin. And destruction. Her. And that poor kid got blown up. To me, that doesn't add anything to Jin's character for me, nor does it add anything to the well, story. I already know that the it shows children... that she would put herself in danger to rescue a young child because and maybe she sees them. herself in that child. But, because... but that's, not, that's not who that character is in the first act of the film. She's a very selfish person. Yeah, yeah but, but I think that's the point. They're showing that she would rescue a child. Yeah, she's not that bad. Like, she, she just needs a path almost, you know? Yeah. She's not like she's a bounty hunter, you know? She's She is a good She has person. some compassion in her. Yeah, she's just independent and, and doesn't want help from others, you know? She doesn't know where she wants to go before this kind of thing. I can tell what you're saying, but I, I don't I don't agree. Okay. Oh, that's Definitely. fine. Yeah, that's, that's what we're here for. Yep. All right. My last point is a positive negative because I can't decide if I like it I really, really hate it. General Tarkin is a bastard in this movie. The way he acts and speaks to Krennic is so demeaning. Yes, that is so good. But at the same time, it's like, oh my God, shut up already. That means it's a positive because you like the acting and because it's written in the way that Tarkin is. It's what well, Tarkin no, is just, as a character. I know, but I just I part and it of makes me just you cannot stand it. Krennic is is like he's a villain, but it makes you almost feel bad for him. Yeah, that's that what I mean. Yeah, and it just anyway. shows it shows all like every single thing you can think of. Like it shows that the Empire doesn't care, gets what they can out of people, and then shoves them aside. Mm. It shows that the higher ups again, you know, they'll just take credit for something someone else did. Yeah. Anyway, all sorts I just, of things. I just Tarkin. Uh, I can't decide if it's a good thing or a bad thing. Tarkin's such a great character. I think I just like all the Imperial character. officer characters. Yeah. Hopefully, definitely. we get him more in Bad Batch season three. Sorry, Jack. No, he was good in the end of season two. Yeah. All right. Um, that's my stuff done. Uh, Mark, do you have anything to add? No, I think you got. You know, anything okay. that wasn't negative, I think you got it. All right, very good. All right. Okay. We, we mentioned... need a drum roll. Hang on. 
did we mention in the positives of Darth Vader hallway scene? Yeah, no, but, but that's kind of universally yeah, known. Okay, well, I, we should just mention it. But all right. So what was it? Jack had a controversial thing, didn't he? Okay, I'm just gonna say two words, and I've spoke briefly about it before. Um, and I know you guys don't agree with me. I don't know what it is. I don't know. I can't explain it, but I will try when I say those two words. Okay. Saw Guerrero. Uh... Yeah, I like Saw Guerrero. No, 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 no. Now hear me out. I don't know what it is. I don't like his character. I don't. I don't think I've ever have liked. His yeah, character. you've mentioned this before, haven't you? I have. Bad yeah. Batch and last week with um. Solo. Was it last week Solo? No. Yeah. yeah I think no. Was... Yeah. Somehow, but um. <laughs> Yeah, because I think people were saying it could bring Saw in or something. I'm like, oh, yeah, uh, bringing yeah. Saw into everything. I don't want to see more Saw. I think that's what you don't like about it. That is in everything. That's, I think, probably one of the things. I think because in my head, he is not the only rebel leader and the in these factions. And and I know he's a big major power in it, but I just don't want to keep seeing the same guy. You know what I mean? I think I, can see I think it saying. speaks to the fact that his network's so. Oh, no. expansive that he can be in multiple places at once. I completely agree with that. I'm not saying that he's it's not appropriate to have him in. I'm just saying I think it, it annoys me a lot because... You want some some variety in Rebel Leaders? Yeah, I'm like Rogue One is so unique because of its diverse characters, you know what I mean? And that's, I think I see what you're saying and that's what's good in Andor when they mention all these different sort of factions and we mention it in our Andor episode. All these factions of the Rebel Alliance, you know, and then if they wanted to now, they can show all these different factions and their leaders and how they interact with each other. Yeah. I don't know. I think uh, just because that bit in the Jeddah bit, I didn't like. I didn't like the whole Saw bit. I didn't like Saw interrogating. I don't know. Just didn't didn't love it. And I don't understand why he just sat there and just died. Thought it was a lame death for someone who's been so influential for Rebels. You know what I mean? Like, I understand I don't that. And just Saw itself, I'm not a big fan of. So that was a bit of a negative. Um, that was a controversial one because I know you guys like him. Um, also... Don't really like how each character has no basically way to them because, you know, they're going to end up dying. Because if they do survive, then that means they're just hidden away doing their own, re- you know you know what I mean? It's just kind of like a, oh, yeah, they just go off and do their own thing and you just don't see them again mm-hmm. in the Rebels. I can see what you're saying. Because now that with it, you have Andor, it's smart because prequels is the best way to do that, obviously, because they're dead. But, like... If you're doing it on a movie alone without saying, like, it's like saying you're talking about the prequels without the Clone Wars series, right? On its own, I don't think it's it's that great because the characters have the characters are written well and they're they're good in the story, but like, I'm not really worried for them. I'm not. I don't have that connection for. Oh no, are they gonna? Oh, he's dead. Okay, I guess you know, kind of expected it. Oh, he's dead too. Oh, it, you know, probably. Maybe. Just that sequence at the end of the movie where they all. Everyone's- just dying. Yeah. I don't think it had the impact it was meant to that they that, that we were trying to go for kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, it's good that they did die, though, because it shows how desperate this mission was. But mm. I didn't know that they died. Like, I didn't feel affected by it. I didn't really... I don't know. Well, That's... I thought it was good that each of them got to have, like, a moment to help. Sacrifice. The... 
yeah, like they were doing something that was important. So like Bodhi was getting the message across. Turret did the switch. Baze was just trying to take out as many da- um, death troopers as he could. Um, Cassian and Jun obviously died and K2SO died at the vault. So, And Jin and yeah, um, Cassian were again the plans sent up. So yeah, it is it is good that they didn't just die like like um saw nothing you know just he could have hopped on the ship with them you kind of thing i know his time was up but still come on uh but i think <clears> oh <throat> no negative we talked about it before but we didn't say it um Darth voice in this not great yeah. not great sorry james i i love you so much you're like so so good and iconic i think this was the last time he had his voice purely just his voice without any additional technology added to it unlike obi-wan and it yeah it's a shame when these legends age it just doesn't you know what i mean it's it it's annoying because you just wish it could be like it i don't know he just didn't sound as menacing when it should have been like, i got that be careful don't um be careful not to choke on your aspiration mm, i like that line as well it's a good line but i just think the delivery wasn't great of it i don't know and even the whole point where he's like Talking so slow like this, like I'm just like I know that's Darth, but like he doesn't in in a new hope he goes and you will show me the play. You know what I mean? Like it's mm. more spontaneous, but and and strong, strong. You know. If I might just add something, I feel like this might be a bit of a far fetched thing, but I feel like maybe he speaks in less of a aggressive way because maybe oh, there's a bit of mutual respect between t- uh. Uh, um, what's his name? Krennic. Krennic and Vader, maybe being a like a high-ranking director. Maybe he doesn't need to show dominance over him because he already knows yeah. so much more. You know what I mean? Like in a and he's not an enemy. People, he's not an enemy. Yeah, and in a room of people, he might need to assert it a bit more. Mm, like that well, episode in Kenobi. Reaver. Yeah. I was gonna say we'll see that in uh, next week's episode when we talk about a New Hope. Mm, literally, but um, yeah, that's a nitpick that Darth Vader voice, but it. I think I noticed it quite a lot when I first watched it in the movies. Too. I was like, hmm, sounds a bit different here. But yeah, other than that, okay. I can't say I ever noticed about that voice. So Interesting. Have a search up after Mark and have a listen to voice. Mm. It's, it's interesting. It is very. All right. It's time. Mark, what is your ranking for Rogue One? Oh, I'm going to need a refresher on all my other numbers. Every week. <sighs> Every week. Eventually, when we get to like episode like eight or nine, no, we won't need, need to check when it gets to them. Trust yeah. me. Okay, fine. <laughs> you gave the Phantom Menace a six point four, Attack of the Clones six point nine, Revenge of the Sith eight point five, Solo six point eight. Okay, I reckon. Yeah, it's very much on par, if not better, which Jack won't like. What? I think actually I might have to go a bit higher than Revenge of the Sith, which I had as an eight point five, didn't I? Yep. It it's probably been I'm gonna say eight point seven. All right. So pretty much on par with Revenge, but I think yeah. I think just the the fact that there was pretty much no negatives about this movie as opposed to there were a few in Revenge. But that's not any in Revenge for me, that's yeah. Jack, what do you give it out of 10? What was, I wanted to do is get refreshed. Oh, okay, no. all right, fine. No, no, that's fine. All right, you gave Phantom 5.3, Attack of the Clones 6.1, Revenge of the Sith 
Revenge 9.8, and Solo 6.7. Yeah, this one's an 8.5. Okay. Oh, jeez. That's still high. That is it's high. high. I just I didn't realize you gave Revenge so high. Yeah, Revenge is a perfect Star Wars movie in my opinion. I, it could have been a ten. It should have probably been a ten. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I haven't seen a Star Wars movie that's just better than that yet, and I don't think I ever will. In my opinion, damn, damn, damn. All right. Well, there won't be any more. Cannot tell me that. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> I gave this movie a score that I need to explain why I gave it. This is, in my opinion, the best Star Wars movie. This is better than The Last Jedi. Yes, I'm saying that right here. Thank you. Thank you for having common sense. I'm still saying that Last Jedi is a top three movie. I'm just not (laughs) saying... Top three. (laughs) Top three. Top three. Oh, God. Um, So, Rogue One is my favorite movie. I think it is the best Star Wars movie by a country mile. And I've given it a 9.6 out of 10. The only reason I have not given it a 10 is because, and I know I'm not meant to be comparing it to anything, but it's really hard not to when you have Andor. And Andor makes this movie look like an average movie. I don't Andor think it makes is... it, I think it makes it look better. Yeah, no. I agree. It adds no. to it. Andor, it's like Andor, the Clone Wars and the prequels. Yeah, Andor is really, really good. But it, I don't think it would be as good if you didn't have Rogue One. I think it only makes it... I think it's so good because of Rogue One. On its own, it's probably really just like a a typical, really well-written story thriller that doesn't really lead to anything in the like at the end of the season. If you look at it season by the end, that nothing... You know what I mean? Yeah, okay. But I sort of mean like... So in terms of like what... Is delivered. I feel like it's very similar, obviously, being from the same screenwriters and everything. Mm. But just, I think that because Andor is also longer and because of the stuff that it's showing, I think that it's, I think Andor is a flawless series. And so, because it's so similar to Rogue One, I just think that it makes Rogue One feel inferior in a sense. You see that? Sorry, that, sorry. To me, it adds to it. To me, it adds to it. Yeah, because, I can't, uh, I can't believe you said that. That's that's surprising. No, that's actually quite very surprising to me. But isn't that telling the fact that this is my favorite Star Wars movie? Yet I still think it looks average in comparison to a series. Well, I'm just surprised how much you want. Andor is good, but I don't think it's perfect. You said it was flawless. I said it's flawless. That is perfect. I think it is a perfect series. No, maybe by the end when they finish all this, you know what I mean? Like, wrap it up. But season one on its own, nowhere near flawless. Maybe after two, I would say it is. No, not flawless. It doesn't... It has a beginning and a middle and an end, but the end just is not really an end. It's yeah, like, it's, it's the... It's an okay, fine. It's okay, an fine. That's season. fair enough. Yeah. But I'm looking deeper beyond... I'm looking deeper beyond the story. I'm looking at, like, meanings and themes and different sort of... I don't know. Just... I get it, and I and I don't. I don't want to be criticized for this, but I think that they definitely needed to have more better pacing with action stuff in that show. Because no, 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 no. No, I think I agree with that. No, because the story is unreal, and I'm not finishing the one-on-one talks and everything. I'm just saying the first like three episodes before the eye. Basically, there's not much that happens. But, yeah, okay. See, so I was going to say the same thing, and I know Cooper disagrees because he said it a few times. But that yeah. whole arc with the um the heist every episode i was thinking okay they're gonna start at this episode and they didn't 
until like the last one. But I see, still happen, Cooper. If they can add stuff that you know transitions. I think it's. I know they're building up and everything, but I think it's because I was expecting action to happen, and then the action never came, which is what you know. Okay, so I don't know if you guys know, but Andor's the the arcs are in blocks in years. So the Ferex arc at the start is five years to Rogue One. Then the heist is four years to Rogue One. Then the prison's three years to Rogue One. Yes. So it's like these I didn't know that things actually. are spaced out. So it's like I you can't. They're not all happening within the same week. I know, I know, but that's what I'm saying though. But like as watchers, I'm not talking about story wise. I'm talking about as consumers of the media. Yeah, bold choice as watchers. I mean, that's why it was very people loved it or they hated it. They yeah. loved the story, as we've said. The story was fantastic. It's just that as watchers were expecting, they were making it out that action was coming very soon, and they never did really. It never did for two episodes. Oh, so it's not good for viewers. <laughs> that's okay. But, it was still okay. good story wise, but yeah, it's just the like the it. expectation of action that didn't come until you know the third episode or whatever. Okay, six, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine that you might be expecting it, but if you look back on it, I still think that that middle episode in between the heist is one of the best episodes ever, just because of its emotional like importance to the character development, which I love. You guys know I love character development. That's like my top tier thing. And yet he likes the sequels. Hey, hey, we'll get to that <laughs> in a couple of weeks. Exactly. That's why Cooper surprises me so much. I can't read him. Just let me like things, man. It's anyway. So hard. Anyway, I was just going to make a quick point that isn't it good that you can expect this action, but then maybe you feel a bit disappointed in waiting, but then the payoff is so good. Because I still think that heist is like fantastic. Yeah, but you see, I think the thing about that is the fact that we had to wait a week for an episode and then I was expecting action and then we had so we had to wait two weeks to get the action we were expecting. But if you watch it, you know, in one sitting one whole then it would probably be better. Definitely. I think fair enough. Yeah, I think it was just from the way they released it that we had to wait about two weeks to see that happen. I think that's what it was. Yeah, with the okay. prison arc, though, I, I reckon waiting a week's better. Makes it feel like they've been in there longer. I agree, I agree. I think like the prison arc, especially, I think the the that weekly thing drag. worked really well for that. Well, see, that felt drag, but that was necessary drag because it makes you feel hopeless. Yeah, and exactly. That this one yeah. felt like it was just leading to like, oh, it just took so long, I yeah. couldn't couldn't get around it. And especially mm-hmm. when you didn't know who the characters were, you know what I mean? Like at first, so like these are new characters and they're dragging it on about nobodies really. But, like, by the end, apart from Andor, but by the end, you know them better, which means, like, oh, I would I, I would like to watch more about them now, but too bad some of them are dead kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. You made the point about dragging it along with people we don't know. That's exactly the reason I like it, because we get to... I don't remember their names, sorry, but... Like, getting to know who these characters are, and then that makes the betrayals at the end and the deaths, like, more impactful. There's no connections to them. That's what I like. You could about say that me. about Rogue One. That's what I liked about the prison arc, Kino Loy, and I can't remember his name, but the rebel who's in Rogue One. He yeah, was so that. it's exactly the same thing. It's, yeah, it's different in a way. I can't explain it. Like, how is it different? Uh, okay, apart from the blonde hair girl, um, the guy that betrays and the guy with the note thing, the other people there were just expendable. You can't tell me you were so excited to see what happens 
Okay, that guy that was a part of like um who was working as like a double agent in the empire. I thought that was pretty interesting. No, but he was actually yeah, but that's the thing. He was in I'm not talking about him. He was actually interesting because he had a purpose. The the blonde haired girl barely had a purpose. She was just what's it called? His the leader of the group. Vel. Vel, yeah. Apart from after, I'm talking about early early episodes. She had no real purpose for that heist mission. She was the she was the person who was like deciding what was going to happen. She was the one instigating the plan. Exactly, but that, that that there's no connection for me to be like, oh, I'm gonna really find her until after, until after everything. You know what I mean? Like, I'm trying Damn. to say, as viewers, that one episode <laughs> alone is not going to get me into liking nobody characters. You know what I mean? I need like more, but then I want the action to break it up because you can't just focus. It- that's, that's right. We're going on a radio. Yeah, I was going to say. Actually, I think. Tangent. I think as much as the Andor chat is fun, we should get back to Rogue One. We've already done an Andor episode. We need to do an updated yeah. Andor episode. Yeah, we could, we could Andor do, episode. you know, we could do episodes about the arcs if we really wanted or something. Too much to talk about with Andor because it can, like, well, it is relevant to this series, uh, to this movie. It's yeah. Oh no, no, I'm talking about generally Andor on its own. It's so unique that it's hard to like specify one thing every time. Yeah, but yeah, let's let's continue. All right. Well. I just need to calm down there. You're getting me a bit heightened here. All right. (laughs) So, we've got some fantastic quotes from this movie, and we're going to run through them. I don't know if we should do the meme version. I think there's, like, not enough to do memes, but I'll say them, and you can can, uh, decide. You can react accordingly. This one's actually not a meme one. This is just a normal. I like this one. Gail, uh, Gail says, you're confusing peace with terror. Yep. And uh, Krennic's response is phenomenal. He says, well, we have to start somewhere. Yeah, it's crazy. How insane is that line? Yeah. It's crazy. Great writing, isn't it? Yeah. Like, he's basically saying, I don't give a damn. I don't care. Let's yeah. just do this. Um, K2SO has some fantastic lines. He says, I find that answer vague and unconvincing. <laughs> Uh, Jin and Cassian both say this line trust goes both ways mm-hmm. um, Jin another good line <laughs> I'm just worried they might miss you and hit me <laughs> and K2SO said doesn't sound so bad to me <laughs> um, rebellions are built on hope that's actually Cassian and Jin who say that again mm. cheer it the strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. And then also another chirrut line. You almost shot me. I'm surprised you haven't done his most. And then song. another chirrut line. Are you kidding me? I'm blind. Oh, that's funny, that one. What about his most, most famous line? Yeah, I'm waiting for that as well. He says it um, two seconds. I don't think I know what. What? Force and the forces with me. I'm one with the, oh yeah, I've got the that. Forces later. with me. I'm one with the force and the forces yeah. with me. All right, we've said that now, so I don't need to say. <laughs> okay, um, Saw Guerrero with a fantastic line to Jin: "You can live to see the Imperial flag reign across the galaxy." And then Jin says, "Not a problem if you don't look up." Yeah, that those two lines have always stuck with me since I watched that movie. They are powerful lines, and they that's are. Cassian's kind of realization. In, in I'm, we're not going to go back there anyway. And I think that that line can be applied to many people in real life. 
Yeah. But that was that was meant to be a link though with Andor. He was trying to say, I don't look up at the things, I don't I ignore and turn the other way, but then realize that you can't anymore because they're everywhere. Yeah. So mm. like action, you know? You can't look away if it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um another good K two S line says, There's a problem on the horizon. There's no horizon. <laughs> yeah, that is actually that is how you write comedy, right there. Yeah. Um <laughs> Saw save the rebellion, save the dream. I cannot remember who who said this line. I don't need luck. I have you. Is that Cassian? No, no, no. Uh, I think it's Chirrut and Baze. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It is. Yeah. It is. Yep. Um, K two S O says to Jin, "You're a rebel now." Deploy the garrisons. What are we blind? Deploy the garrison. I'm getting there. I'm on. I'm still on page one of two. Just. I'm so excited. Be careful not to choke on your aspirations. Aspirations, director. Yep. Um, I'll be there for you. Cassian said I had to. <laughs> Another great line. Another fantastic Cassian line, I'm pretty sure. You might have to correct me if I'm wrong. Hang on. Cassian line. Or is it Cassian? Yeah, it is Cassian. It says, make 10 men feel like 100. Yep, that was Cassian. That's yep. such a cool line. There's another Mark... Chirrut one I just thought of. I don't know if you're going to mention it or not, though. Uh, I don't have any more, uh, uh, any more Chirrut quotes. It's the part when he says something like, what does that man look like? And he's like, what? Then I think Jin says, what do you mean? Mm. And he's like, does he look like a killer? Yep. Oh, yep. yeah, that's a good one. Everyone like in this because... movie could be quotable. She's though. like, um, what, you know. And what do you say? The force moves or something around darkly around someone who's prepared to kill or something. Yeah, yeah. I really like that part. As That's well. a good line. It was just too long for me to write. Yeah. So my apologies. More of a scene, really. Yeah. Mark, I'll let you do this chronic one. We all know what it is. Is it the one I did before? Yeah. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> well, the main one that everyone knows that chronic does. What are we blind? Deploy the garrison. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah, the other one. Like, I thought yeah. you might have meant the other one. No, no, no I meant that one. Um, Jurit, I'm one with the force. The force with me. Jin, do you think anyone's listening mm. when she does the satellite thing? Oh, yeah. And if then... you think about it, though, like, imagine all that work, all that death and everything, yeah. and you don't even know if you've succeeded. Oh, yeah. Well, that as well, yeah. Well, they knew... Once they got the transmission, no, but yeah, but they they, they know. know it's sent, but they don't know yeah. it was received. Oh yeah, yeah, no, I'm talking about at least they know it's sent. You know what I mean? Like they died not even that. knowing if they succeeded in their mission or not. Mm. That's the scary thing. Mm. And the last quote, and this is one that will stick with me every time I watch this movie. Rogue One, may the force be with you. Mm. Powerful, mm. powerful. That is good. But I have I a think, question for you yeah. guys. Do you think C-3PO was put in this movie just so they could continue the yep. tradition of having him in every movie? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Why else is he there? Well, he was, they, I mean, they did have a good excuse. He was like, at the Rebel base. But... Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess so. Good point. Um, I think the... I don't know which one I don't... Which one I like more out of the quotes. The... <laughs> um, you're confusing people with terror. Well, we have to start somewhere. Or the... 
you can live to see the Imperial flag run yeah. across the galaxy, not a problem if you don't look. I think that one's probably the better one. I think that's the one that, yeah, that I've always had in my that's mind. The most impactful one. Yeah. Okay, Jack, do you reckon you're up for a game? Yeah, I can do it. All right, it's time Sick. for the Rogue One edition of Who Has More Screen Time? Woo! I'm going to win this time, I hope. I don't remember what the score is, to be completely honest. I think Jack won last time, and before that, Jack we did win last time after your guys' pathetic performances. So essentially, Jack's ahead by one. That's all we need to know. This one's going to be hard because there's so many characters. Well, I've changed it a little bit so that you guys can stop picking different ones just because of the sake of it. Well, kind of. I've oh. gone three comparisons. Ooh, that could make it even. They tricky, got three honestly. choices. Yeah, I could make it. It could make it trickier, and that's... I don't know, I'm just trying to mix it up so you guys... Make it fun, yeah. Yeah. Change you started this, good Jack. You were the one who was choosing the opposite one to mine. No, that was just one, to time. Get one, one time, because matter. I had to catch up to win. <laughs> yeah, but then... Okay, all right. One time. failed. Yeah. Number one, who has more screen time? Bodhi, Director Krennic, or K2SO? K2SO. K2SO. Right, we are off to a bad start. Not only did you not pick correctly, but you picked the lowest amount of screen time. Really? That, believe it I or thought Bodhi would have had the yeah. lowest. Believe it or not, K2SO has nine minutes of screen time. Krennic has 10 minutes. Bodhi has 11 minutes and what? 45 seconds. I thought yeah. Bodhi was the lowest. Not a, yeah. not a large difference between them, two minutes. No, Jack, come on. We've been playing this game for five weeks. There never is a big, there's never a big difference. Anyway, all right, we're 0 for 1. Who has more screen time? Chirrut, Baze, or K2SO? Chirrut. Well, we now know how much K2SO had, don't we? Yeah, but you don't know about the others. Don't know the others. Yeah, I'm going to say Chirrut as well. Who's All right. Congratulations. You both have got a point. Yes. Chirrut, nine minutes and 10 seconds. K2SO, nine minutes. Baze, eight minutes, 15 seconds. It wasn't going to be Baze. Who has more screen time? Mon Mothma, Lyra Urso, or General Draven? Which one's Draven? Mon Mothma. The guy who orders Cassian to kill Galen Urso. Oh, that guy. Yeah. Who'd you say, Mark? Mon Mothma. Mon, Jack. Mon, Lyra, or Draven? I was going to say one to be different, but because you hate that, I'm going to go Mon. All right. You're both... Two for two. Well, two for three. Yeah, yes. I never was going to say the mum, but... <laughs> of course you are. So yeah. Mon has only two minutes and 15 seconds. General Draven has two minutes and 10 seconds. Lyra has a minute 30. Mm-hmm. Who has more screen time? Baze Malbus. Wait, hang on. I think I missed one. Yeah, I did. No, I'll just do this one. Baze Malbus, Galen Erso, or Saw Guerrera? Mm. Um, I'm just trying to remember the name. I have it. I know which one I want to pick. Baze, Galen, or Saul? yeah, Galen, Galen, or so. Galen. Yeah. Mm, Jack. Baze, Galen, or Saul? Not Baze. Not Gay. Um. Not um. It has to be. It has to be Galen. Come on, it has to be. So you both went Galen. You are both wrong. What? Saw Guerrera, four minutes and 45 seconds. Galen, six minutes and 30 seconds. Baze Malbus, eight minutes and 15 seconds. I forgot that he had eight. Yeah, well, to be fair, I should have realized that. Mm. The last one. Who has more screen time? Why are we whispering? 
didn't hear who you said. Oh, yeah, we're fine. so I'll quiet. Just, we fine. Hear. Admiral Radis, Bail Organa, or Lyra Urso? Radis. Radis? Yeah. Agree, Radis. You are both wrong again. Admiral Radis, a minute 15. Bail Organa, a minute 15. Lyra Urso, mm. a minute 30. Oh, oh, 15 seconds. Wow. Of course. Of course. It could be two seconds difference. By the way, I think the scores are like. Is it's it... two. I'm, I'm keeping track. I'm keeping track. Two yeah. It's two all. Two left. Who has more screen time? Darth Vader, Mon Mothma, or General Tarkin? Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. Jack? It's obviously between Darth Tarkin and Vader. I'm going. <laughs> Darth Tarkin and Vader. <laughs> Darth and Tarkin. Let's go, Darth. You both went Vader? Yeah. Well, Mon, you're right. Mon Mothma has 2 minutes 15. Vader has 3 minutes. Tarkin, 3 minutes 15. So you're both wrong again. I knew it was between those two. I couldn't... <sighs> Alright, last one. This one's the most difficult one. Who has more screen, screen time? time. Say the alien thing. C three PO. Leia Organa. <sighs> or R two D two. R two. I can't even remember when R two was in it. Well. You gotta you gotta try and remember. Mark saying R two. Um I need an answer. Leia. Leia? Yeah? Lock it in? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. We do have a winner. Ooh. Well, we have to, I guess. So well, C3PO really. was not the answer. C3PO has 10 seconds. R2D2 also has 10 seconds. Oh, no. Leia has 10 seconds. Oh, no. Jack, Jack with again. another win. Congratulations. I, I only went Leia because... I only remember the scene with like I couldn't remember. I'll the- tell you why I said R two. I know he's in the scene with C three PO, but I thought he was also in the scene with Leia. I don't even remember the scene with those two. So I thought he was with both. So I went with R two. Fair yeah. enough. Well, didn't pay off. Jack, you are killing nah. this game. Somehow, pulling it out my butt. <laughs> <laughs> well, as long as you guys enjoy it, that's the main thing. Yes. All right. I want to finish with a couple questions because I didn't make up these questions just for no one. To- Answer them. Yep. First question, and this is probably going to be explored in Andor season two. <clears throat> what do you reckon happened between Saw and the Rebels to cause such a division? I'm assuming because because terrorist act, and they didn't agree with it. Yeah, I think it's just the way he went about things. Do you reckon it's the I forgot his name who he went after, um, or not after, but uh, sacrificed. So oh, there was like a fleet. Yep, and then sacrificed. Yeah. yeah, and Saw wasn't for it. Or was he for it? He, he was. He wanted to sacrifice them, I think. Yeah, that's right. He was for yeah, it. Yeah, but anyway. so did so did Luthen. But no one else did. So yeah. that wouldn't have been it then. Luthen wanted him to, though, didn't he? Oh, wait. Yeah, Saw wasn't maybe then. No, Saw didn't want. Saw didn't want to do it. Surprises me, though. Maybe that was a change. He became the terrorist. Maybe. But do you reckon that's the reason why there's a division? Or there could no, be another reason? I think there's more to come still. Yeah, or maybe he kills someone major in the fleet for like a sacrifice or something and they don't like it. Personally, <gasps> I just... A cog's are turning. 
What if Saw kills Luthen? That yeah, would be Luthen's massive. Not up on the rebels that much though. He's like because he's done bad stuff too. So I don't think that would be the reason. But well, that actually... well to be fair, Mon Mothma. So Luthen is the middleman between Mon Mothma and Saw Gerrera, is he not? Yeah, and Mon Mothma Mon says, yeah. "Huh." Mon might actually hate that. True. Yeah, because she doesn't. She say we don't deal with those terrorists or something like that. Uh, I something along those lines in Rogue One yeah but that could be a hot oh. that could actually be a good one what if Saw kills Mon Mothma's daughter that we don't be... we don't see her in any I don't know why he we would don't do know that. if she's in Ahsoka or if not if that happens then no one's gonna like Saw that is neck level yeah, but I don't know why he would do it I don't know maybe she well she's she's been a bit of a I'm Beep. not gonna say that word <laughs> Um. so I don't know or maybe conspiracy theory. Mon hires Saw to assassinate her daughter. No, nah, don't be <laughs> stupid. I know, I know. All right, next question. Right, next question. This one might qu- require a bit of thought. Was Lyra Urso a Jedi? No, mm, nah. I'm not thinking. Mm, I'm not thinking. We don't need more. We don't need more. No, um, no, no. But just okay. Jedi. That's fine. No one has to be jet. But just thinking about the situation she's in, she's first of all she's got a kyber crystal that she's been hanging on to for ages. Second of all, she's in hiding, and I know it technically it could be away from the empire, but she you know. was not Jedi like though. And I feel like if she was, really the thing like... she's she believes in the Force. Yeah, yeah but I feel like if she was a Jedi, she could have done a lot more to protect the family. Them. Yeah. Yeah. What if she was just so cut off from being a Jedi no, that she just... That would be so lame if it was then, because she would protect her, her daughter too. Yeah, she would be able to protect her a lot better if she had the Force or even a lightsaber. She was going to hiding again. Okay, yeah. let me change the question. Do you reckon she's Force-sensitive? Maybe, if anything, it's a bit like... Well, anyone can be Force-sensitive. That's a bit hard to know. Well, I was thinking, because we were talking about Padme being Force-sensitive the other week, I thought. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I, I still think she is. You can argue a lot of stuff with those kind of characters. You know what I mean? Fair enough. There's a lot of, I think, reasons for both. All right. Next question. Why did... Mark, you can answer this one. Why did they park so far away from the house? <laughs> I don't know. Good question. Oh, you Maybe don't have because... the answer? Huh? Don't worry. Maybe right, just yeah, because... Yeah. I don't know. Maybe because... It was too too dangerous to fly close to a cliff, a hill. Yeah. I always um, thought it was a dramatic entrance. Obviously, making yeah. it Threatening. Obviously, yeah. That's probably what most people would suspect. Um, this one will definitely require a bit of thought. And this is my last question. If you could change one scene in this movie, what would it be? Do you want me to... Go first. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, I think the obvious answer, for me at least, would be changing Saw's death. I think incorporating that into something a bit later or something different would have been a bit more impactful. I've got one, actually. Mm-hmm. Very much fan service though. I always thought I understand why they had the scene with Darth Vader in the hallway 
but I thought that it would make more sense for him to be on the, I know that they closed the thing up, but it would have made more sense for him to like, but then he would have to figure out a way to get off the planet. But I would have thought he would be sent onto Scarif to stop that from happening. That's a major leak in the system. Oh, yeah, good point. yeah, but they didn't know what he, they were going for. He knew. He knew about the plans. What? They all knew eventually that they were going for the plans. I guess so, I think, I think so it was when... Yeah, but no, I think it was... Oh, yeah, good point, actually, Mike. That's a good... Uh, no, but they know good, about good it, though. Retaliation. Because of... Yeah, but... Um, yeah, I know, but they could be there for... They could be there to steal plans but the, for some the weapon. The Empire but... didn't know that they saw the... Saw the uh, were going and they didn't the know they Galen's had the message. name Stardust. True. I mean, yeah, true. But I know... But they sent Darth anyway on the ship above waiting for them to deliver it up. You know what I mean? So mm. I thought maybe him actually... I don't know, I felt like that was just kind of, obviously it looked cool and everything, but I felt like it was kind of not how Darth would do it. Yeah, I guess. It's too risky to, you know, go through in that kind of way. I think he would be a bit more strategical with that. Okay. Be, might change a different Darth approach. Yep. Mark? I can't think of anything, really. Okay. And Saw's one would be good, too. That's right. It, it is a tough question. I just thought... You know, given that we all generally like, is there like something we could nitpick that yeah, with the we could change? Have other ones we could have. Like, do you want to do you want to do this going forward? Going forward, I reckon we should, so everyone thinks ahead of time too. All right, I do have a question about it though. Do you just mean moving some part of the story to another area, or like completely changing how the story went? Both. You can be both, yeah. I think whatever you think, if you think it's better later on in the movie or earlier on, or if you think it just needs to be redone or like something minor tweak on it and then it'll be a better scene. You know, yeah, something like that. Anything. Yeah. Free, free choice. No, I can't think of anything. So that's all right. That's all good. Make sure when you watch a new hope, you, uh, you, um, watch out for any scenes you could change or might want to change. But that brings us to the end of a very long and, uh, Great discussion. Mm, very good. Oh, yeah. We just love Rogue One so much. We had so much to say. And you know what's crazy? We could still talk about this and Andor more, like, for a yeah, couple more hours. But we easily. won't because uh, we're very much going over what we thought the time of the episode would. Anyway, thanks for listening. And um, we will catch Thank you, you guys much. next week. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.